Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast, episode number two. Today's guest is Catherine Thompson, and we are talking about how you just need to get going and launch. So stay tuned. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome, everybody. Um, today, I am talking to Catherine Thompson. Welcome. Hello, hello. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself before we get into the launch? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm Catherine. I'm the founder of Creatively Owned, which is an online uh, group coaching business where I help uh, online coaches master their messaging so that they can land more clients and make more money doing what they love. I'm born and raised in Canada, so I live on the Canadian prairies in Saskatchewan. I'm a lover of, you know, travel, food. Um, I'm a, you know, photographer. I also own another small business. So I've got a couple things, a lot of balls in the air, but uh, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So that's, that's what I do. So yeah. yeah. I thought I heard that boot thing when you say oh, about. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. Canadian. The Canadian accent coming out for sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So you kind of dabbling on a couple of things. And sure. Like you mentioned before we got on talking, you, you own a winery as well or store that sells wine. Pretty different from what we're going to talk about today. Totally, totally. Yeah. So I've, I have a small business, brick and mortar retail business local to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, where I am. Um, we produce wine in small batches for people. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about, you know, online marketing and launches and all that stuff. So sure. I want to get into that for sure. So you had a beta launch earlier this year, right? Correct. Yeah. In uh, February. Well, I might tradition my first beta launch. Yes. I tried to launch a year before that, but Oh, really? We'll talk about the, the beta launch in February. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds interesting because you already had a beta launch and now you're doing another beta launch. So Exactly. Yeah. Did you learn anything from the first beta launch? or? Yeah, absolutely. So the one that I launched, it would have been around this time last year or maybe a couple months, like I think it was in July. And I went to launch and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And so I actually pulled out of the launch before I actually even launched because I just wasn't seeing the results I wanted. Um, mm. And so I just kind of closed it down before I even had an opportunity to even ask for a sale or pitch a sale or anything like that. So I just wasn't getting the results. So yeah. Okay. So you pulled the launch. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Can we listen, talk a little bit more about that? What went through your mind when you decided to pull the launch? Yeah. So I just, I think I got midway through and I just wasn't seeing, I had in my mind, I had expectations set up in my mind about what mm. what it should look like the engagement wasn't coming, the ads weren't converting the way that I thought that they should. 
And so I just, I self-sabotaged and I just thought if, mm. if the, the ads aren't running the way that I thought they should and I'm not getting the engagement, um, I didn't have the mindset at that time to maybe pivot or try something different. I just was like, this isn't working. I don't want to yeah. go all the way through and then have nobody sign up and then feel like a failure and it didn't work and that sort of stuff. So I just, I cut it off before I had the opportunity to really see where things would go. So, yeah. yeah. Did you look at the numbers during the launch or... Like, well, what's the conversion rate and all that stuff? Or did you just kind of, it didn't meet your goals and then you kind of disclose the whole thing? Yeah, like I think when I first, well, I was definitely looking at the conversion rates for my ads and things like that. And now knowing what I know, um, mm-hmm. they actually weren't converting that badly. <laughs> there you go. So I think it was that, it was just an expectation of, I think you, you know, for me, I got it in my mind like, oh yeah, I'm going to post this ad on Facebook and it's just going to, you know, I'm going to get, thousands of opt-ins and just going to take off and it's just it doesn't work that way right like yeah success is just not is not real and I think in my mind I was like oh yeah it's going to just happen instantly people are going to love what I'm putting out there and so when it wasn't it was converting well in terms of like people opting in and the cost that I was paying for people to opt in but I was um, I wasn't getting as many people as I thought I was going to get now what I know about Facebook ads and whatnot I know that there are different things obviously you can do to scale your ads so that you're getting more people in daily and that sort of stuff. But I just, I pulled out of the launch because I thought it was, I thought it was going to flop. So I just didn't want it to flop. <laughs> yeah. But now we'll never know, I guess. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's not unusual that people comes in, you know, late in the launch and kind of hop on that last minute. Totally. And when we talk about my beta launch in February, the one that would just happened, my sale, most of my sales come after the cart closes. And there you go. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the beta launch in February, because obviously you learned something yeah. from that first launch. So, but still it's important to kind of just jump into it, get into it and, you know, see where it takes us. But yeah, yeah it's dangerous because we kind of pull ourselves back and, you know, we're not meeting the expectations that we set for ourselves. And, you know, that's kind of a dangerous thing to walk into. Totally. Yeah, so the the launch that happened in February was like my beta, my true beta launch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um so yeah, I launched in February. I kind of just did a quick launch. Uh I attended a conference in January and kind of got massive momentum from there. And so mm-hmm. I thought I'm just going to get out there and launch. I'd built my list, I'd built a following on social like Instagram and Facebook. And so I was just like, you know, I'm just going to do a quick launch. I think it was like a two-week turnaround. Um, okay. I held a webinar as part of my launch. Um, and I ended up opening cart. And then I closed cart and I had no sales. But through my follow-up emails after cart closed is when I ended up getting four people in. So in my mind, it was a failed launch. But it yeah. wasn't a failed launch and that I ended up getting... I eventually got four people in, but I was about to completely kibosh that as soon as cart closed i thought okay it's done move on when can i relaunch and it wasn't until a mentor of mine said you know your launch isn't over until you say it's over like you can still go find people to go through your beta um it took about a week to get four people to come into the beta and i lowered the price even more for them and it was that was huge so it, it was a failed launch you know at cart close in my mind, (laughs) but then it was, you know, just knowing that I could go out and do the work to get people in that it wasn't, wasn't over until I said it was over. So did you set any goals this time around? 
the, on in on the beta. Oh yeah, on the beta. Yeah, so totally. So I had like what my big scary goal was, and then I had my um, kind of midway goal, and then I had my low goal, and I hit my. I was one person short of my lowest goal. So I okay. five, getting five people into the group coaching program was kind of what I was striving for. I ended up getting four, um, and for the beta was a really good test as they worked through my program to kind of get a sense of like what they wanted and create the program together. And I learned so much from that launch to be able to relaunch the program, my signature program that I have now, which is quite a bit different than what my beta kind of looked like. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your biggest takeaway from the whole beta launch that you did? I Well, I think there was like, well, two main things is one, like your launch isn't over until you say it's over that just because you might not get the sales that you want or the results that you want in that cart open period or cart close period um, doesn't mean that it's over that you can still pull people in it doesn't mean that you you know that it's that it's a failure or that you should just give up on it and then the other one is like really detaching from the outcome so really setting like clear goals and having those clear goals in place and just showing up for your people the best way that you can show up for and knowing that after that whether people buy from you or not is out of your hands, that it really has nothing to do with your value or your worth, that it's really that, you know, if you show up and serve them the best that you can, then really ultimately it's up to them. And that if they don't buy, you can learn so much from why they don't buy um, and then tweak and change that for your next launches and that everything's a building process. Yeah, I think that's like the last thing they mentioned there, you know, getting that feedback after you launched and getting to know why they didn't buy. Totally. It's so important. And I know there's a ton of people who is not doing this at all. Totally. You learn a lot from it, I guess. And then you could take on. Yeah. Like that feedback of why people don't buy. I think entrepreneurs or online coaches or online business experts, we can internalize it and make it about ourselves of like, oh, they didn't like our stuff or our stuff must have not landed with them or it must not be good or maybe it's not valuable enough or whatnot. But really when we do that like post launch surveys or gather that feedback, like, you know, I mean, I've had people say I really wanted to buy, but then I had a death, unexpected death in the family. Like things like that, that you go, wait a minute, this has way less to do with what I'm serving and far more where they are in their life. And that, you know, at some point they may buy from you, it just might not have been the right time for whatever reason, or maybe they thought it was too expensive. Or then you get an understanding of the objections that are coming forth and you can start to really craft your messaging around that, like sort of dismantling those objections. So yeah, you get a ton of feedback. I don't really necessarily, I guess, think of a launch is a failure per se. It's more about just really gathering the feedback and continually building every time you launch and beyond. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I guess we call it a failure because we don't meet our expectation, the goals that we set for ourselves. But then again, we're learning at least something from that launch, whether we met our goals or not. Totally. Totally. And that's why I think it's so important to kind of detach ourselves from that um, and not make it, not create those stories. It's hard. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's, not, it's not easy. I still do it when I, after all my launches, you know, you, you still internalize things for sure. But it's just a matter of like really kind of knowing that it's less about you per se and yeah. more about your audience and, and how to, how to serve them best. And yeah. But it sounds like you've grown quite a lot from that first, let's call it alpha launch. Yeah. The I mean, just kind of mindset, the way you're talking about it, it seems like you've grown a lot. So what happened in between all that time? Yeah, like I massive growth and it's all internal mindset stuff for me. Um, mm. The strategies and the business I have, you know, I, 
I spent 15 years working in corporate marketing communications. That's my background. And so like the strategy around marketing communications and business is something that like I know I didn't realize how much my own mindset was blocking and limiting me in a lot of ways. And so I did invest in mentor and a coach as well to really help with me there um, mm. to really start to break down some of the blocks that are happening in my mind and knowing that those are the things that are ultimately were holding me back for sure. So, um, and I think just going through the launches and just like literally going through them and feeling them and just relaunching and then getting up again and relaunching and just every time sort of learning, but then also being open to like my coach and his, his suggestions and his, and his coaching. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So, but how are your launches changed since that first one till the last one? Yeah, <laughs> they're, uh, they're a lot more structured. As much as Good. I say, like, I know strategy and stuff, but they're just, they're a lot more structured in terms of like that first beta was, well, the alpha was messy. The beta was messy. It was kind of like a quick <laughs> turnaround, you know, as a messaging strategist and coach, like my messaging, I hadn't even spent time writing <laughs> or really figuring out. So it was super messy. And now it's really, really structured. And I'm looking at my business more as like literally, you know, a machine or just that I can tweak. It's like an experiment, right? So I'm just, I'm launching and then tweaking and launching and tweaking and not scrapping. So like I launched that alpha and then literally scrapped everything. And then I went and okay. launched the beta. After the beta, I thought, well, maybe I should just re like that beta went okay. Yes, I got beta people in and maybe I need to change everything again. And now it's just about like tweaking and perfecting, tweaking and perfecting, tweaking and perfecting. So it's a lot more structured and a lot more clarity too. I'm getting a lot more clarity from my audience of what they need, um, what they like about me, that sort of stuff. So yeah. Mm. Since you didn't plan out the alpha launch or maybe not even the beta launch, yeah. is that perhaps some kind of part of the reason why things didn't go as well as they did? Absolutely. I know from working with clients as well, you know, everything yeah. is like last minute and then you try to scram everything together and just, yeah, it gets messy because there's so many parts that you got to pull together. Totally. Totally. And the planning is math, like it's huge. And I think that's a big thing, right? Like for going, you know, yeah, your, your launch will be messy. It'll likely flop if you don't have a plan in place, for sure. And so I set some pretty big goals. And then I set a date. And then I literally just backtrack that and iron out everything that I want to do. And I the two first launches I did, I never had a plan. I was just like, I'm going to do a webinar. <laughs> I'll post an ad. People will sign up. Like it's, it, there was no plan. I mean, I had a goal of what I wanted to achieve, but like five people in my launch, but I didn't have a plan of how I was going to execute that, which I think is huge for, for successful launches for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess probably the webinar as well was like, you know, putting together a slide decks like a couple of days before the webinar. The night before. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> like, even a couple of days before. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. things quite difficult to actually achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah, and you're going like I feel like now with my launches, I don't feel as scrambled either. Like I have them; they're very structured. It's very clear on where I'm trying to go and what I'm trying to execute. And so, if I am even mid-launch and I'm not seeing the results that I want, that I have the clarity that I can actually pivot. Right. Whereas I think the first two launches, I was just, I was so scrambled and there was no real plan. I didn't even know what I was looking for in the launch <laughs> to even know that I needed to pivot. Right. I just wasn't, I didn't have that clarity. And so now with my launches, like I was pivoting, you pivot all the time in launch. Like for me, I'm yeah. pivoting all the time throughout the launches to sort of like meet my audience where they are. Um, yeah. Cause you never know what's going wrong in a launch. I mean, 
no. you can guarantee that something will go wrong, but you don't totally. know what. Yeah, so you yeah, you can't. Roll with it. Totally. And that was, so now with that sort of clarity, I can pivot, like really pivot midway through. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what's like the best tip that you can give to people in terms of planning the launch? For me, what works really well, and it's just it's just the type of person that I am. I'm um, I'm such a big picture thinker, so f- the details for me are really, really like it's really hard for me to boil down those details and the plan. Um, it's just not not a strength of mine. So I chunk everything. I break my launches up into chunks, and I map out everything that way. So like my pre-launch is just is like my warming stage, right? So I warm my audience there. Um, and then I have my launch stage, whatever strategy I'm using. I'm doing challenges now because there are just I find them a lot more fun. I get a lot of yeah. engagement, and then I do my cart open. So I chunk everything and then break everything down that way. For me, it's well, and two, I think it's just not setting. You know, yeah, the biggest tip I could give, I I mean, it's obviously come up with a really good plan of how you're going to do it and really map it out and map out all the details. I mean, that's sort of the strategy side of things. But then I look at the kind of the mindset side of things, too. And I just think like, you know, really sort of, I always keep the mindset of like, how am I, how can I serve my audience the best? and show up in that way for them. Um, and then, you know, really sort of detach myself from the outcomes so that my energy doesn't go low when I, when, you know, maybe I'm not getting the engagement that I thought I was going to get, or, you know, things aren't working out the way that I thought they were going to work out. Like, how can I then best serve my audience? So yeah, I think those are probably, you know, the two big pieces for a launch. And then find something that works for you that it doesn't necessarily, I'm giving a lot of tips now, but like it really (laughs) works, find something that works for you. Like I did webinars because, you know, people said webinars convert really well and I did it and it just felt really unauthentic to me, but I thought, oh man, I have to do it because these are what converts. Well, it's like, do what feels good to you um, and what feels good for your business. And then also what feels good for your audience, right? Like, you know, a webinar type people or they challenge type people like, really kind of, you know, don't, you don't have to do what you think you should have to do because that's what converts, like do what feels good for you and your business. So. Yeah. Because I think if you kind of try to push like through, like you said, you did a webinar, you didn't quite feel that and you kind of get this energy around it. You get some resistance and that kind of comes through the whole launch and things will not go your way at all. So like you said, it's much better to kind of do what you feel like is your thing and roll with that. Yeah. And just get out and do it. I think I hesitated, like I did that alpha last year. And then I sat on doing a launch for eight months, because I was just, I was terrified. But then I was like, well, maybe I'm not ready, you know, and I think, Mm -hmm. just launch, just get out there and launch. And if it's messy, it's messy, you'll learn so much from doing it, right? You'll just learn what you like, and what you don't like, and what, what works and what doesn't work for you. So it's just get out there and do it. And I know that first time you do it is like really scary. But it's just, yeah, you'll learn so much from it. Just go into it and expect that you're going to fail. You're not totally. going to get any signups and then yeah. move on to the next one. Totally. And that it's just all learning and it's a building process, right? It's just, yeah. you're just building your business as you go and your list. Like, that's the other thing. Like, I, I, yeah, la- I launched that first time and built my list. And then I just like sat for eight months and didn't do anything. And then I la- now I'm launching and my list is just like growing like every time I launch, right? So that's also a really good thing too, is that you get to build your, build your audience while you're doing it too. So. Yeah, exactly. That has something to do with, you know, the challenges that you're running, you're warming up the audience. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that because that's kind of like the pre-launch 
how do you go about warming up your audience for or priming them for a launch? Yeah, so I have three sort of phases that I do. I do my like my pre-launch, which is like my warming. Um, I've got a couple lead magnets that I do um, that mm. I have out, or well, I I have two right now, and then I'm I'm working on another one. So that's like list building stuff that I'm doing. Um, and the lead magnets really are aligned with my core offer, or my signature program. And then I also do, I've done like a couple of video view or video engagement ads that I ran to warm my audience, get them used to me. And it's really around like topics where I'm sort of poking holes in mainstream messaging or marketing stuff, right? Like, so I post those and that just really kind of warms the audience. And then I retarget those people and invite them into my challenge. And then I get them into my challenge and that, that week with them really, really gets them to know who I am and the type of coach that I am and the type of person I am. And then I pitch at the end of the challenge is I pitch my signature program. So that's sort of how I chunk everything. And then when I'm not in launch mode, I'm in my pre-launch mode where I'm, I'm just always warming. I'm always kind of putting out content that's, that's helping warm my audience or continue to build that relationship with them. So yeah. So basically when you're done with one launch, you kind of go back to warming up and preparing for the next launch. Totally. Yeah. So I, I launch four times a year um, is kind of how I do it. My, my signature program's eight weeks long. So I'm kind of launching every quarter basically. Yeah. What kind of challenges that you're doing? Yeah. So it's a five day uh, nail your launch messaging challenge. So I specifically uh, helping online coaches who are, are launching group coaching program or a membership site. And so I spend five days working with them to sort of help them sort of nail that launch messaging. And then I move them into my messaging that sells program or I sell my messaging that sells program. And that really helps them. We go through setting up their entire launch and the messaging around that. Um, And so I really talk about that pre-launch, that launch, and then that card open. And we craft messaging around that. So we work with them to to launch. Yeah. And fill their launch essentially. Yeah. But everything they learn in that course, is that something you can use in, you know, in messaging in general too, as well? Yes. It's really specific to kind of launching, launching their program, but obviously getting really solid. The first part of my program is them really getting solid on like owning their voice and what their voice is and how their story resonates with their audience and how to write their story and incorporate their story and what they're doing. The second piece of it is like really understanding their niche and really kind of nailing that niche and then how to position their offer so that it stands out and cuts through the noise. And then we spend the latter part of the whole program just implementing so that they can implement, get feedback, implement, get feedback. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In the launch, do you do like, you know, videos or do you do emails or do you do Facebook Live. So what is it that you do? Yeah. So through the launch, like the five day challenge, um, there is uh, emails that go out daily with sort of a like an assignment. So they do an assignment and then I jump on every single day during the challenge doing a live. And so that live like can last anywhere between 30 to an hour, just depending on, you know, the questions and that sort of stuff. And then on the final day of the challenge, day five, um, there's no assignment, but I do a one hour masterclass kind of going through everything and connecting everything for them. And that's when I pitch my program and then the cart opens that, that day. Okay. And what do you do when the cart finally opens? Do you do anything extra? Yeah. So cart opens, um, there's a sequence of emails that I send out and a lot of it is around like dismantling the objections that might come up. So a lot of objections for my clients are like, they don't have the money. They don't have any paid clients yet. So they don't want to invest in something like this. When they get clients, they might not be ready for it. Um, they might do it in the future. 
they're just working on their side hustle right now. So they don't want to invest in, in stuff at the moment. So I work a lot around dismantling those beliefs, but I also share a lot of testimonials from clients that I have as well, because that really helps build sort of credibility work, you know, seeing somebody else talk about what their transformation and that it can work not only for me as a coach, but it's worked for people that I've worked with. Um, So that's kind of a, it's a four day period. And then I really talk about the urgency as well of like, you know, it's closing. This is your final kind of option, that sort of stuff. So that's, and then I jump on lives in my Facebook group. I think I jumped on twice in the four days. This coming launch, I'm going to actually bring on clients of mine and have them like all of us kind of talk about, you know, the wins that they've experienced since being in my program and and just really talk about the success in their business and how they've landed more clients and that sort of stuff. So that's kind of one thing I'm going to do in this coming challenge, which I'm launching again. Uh, October 18th, I think is when my cart will open. So the week before that will be the challenge. So yeah. And that's probably going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm doing a quite a bit. I'm changing it up a bit based on the last launch and feedback that I got, but it's going to be, yeah, I'm excited for it. So I think it's going to be awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I know I want to ask this question because I've been in email marketing before, but okay. uh, I know a lot of people are scared to death of sending too many emails during a launch. Yes. How many emails do you send out? During my challenge, I send one email a day, but from my cart open to my, on my cart. So just as an example, cart close, I send five emails just in one day. Right. Yeah. And the people were responding. Like, I, I know that you don't want to inundate people. You don't want to feel like you're spamming them, but it's, it literally is a short period of time. And those people yep. have invested, they've enrolled, they've said, Hey, I want to do this with you. I, they've gone through your challenge. You know, I, I wouldn't worry about it. I think yeah, cart open to cart close. I probably will five on the last day and then two to three each day. Yeah. So I think I sent two out on cart open, three out on the next day, three out the next day and five on the next. So it's, and the percentage of people that will buy on cart close is like quite high versus the other days. Right. So it's like, it's necessary to send the emails for sure. Mm. This is like a segmented list that you use them. So you yes. don't send out this to everybody. No, like, and that was the one thing that I'll probably tweak, like, because my big email list has also opted in to like get emails from me. Um, yep. So that I probably actually would segment them. I might not send them as much, but I would send more to them than I did. I think I only sent like one a day, whereas I think I would actually increase that to the bigger list. And then those that go through my challenge, you know, continue doing what I did, but I wouldn't worry about it. If people want to unsubscribe, they'll unsubscribe. Like that's kind of where my yeah. mentality is now. It's like, if you feel spammed, then it's easy to unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, Nobody I mean, did. That, like, that's a thing. Like exactly. nobody did. So this <laughs> is sign up for some kind of reason. And it's because they wanted to get something from you and yeah. you are providing value. So unless you do that, of course they will unsubscribe, but yeah. Yeah. It's about a healthy list, basically. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't worry, but I get that it, that people are worried about it. <laughs> well, they are for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you go about debriefing your launch once it's finished? This is something that I just started. I finished my launch. Then I actually try to step away for a day or two. And then I come back and I do want a full on debrief. So I have my launch goals that are really like mapped out, planned out. And then I go on and I debrief like everything that worked, things that don't work, things that I might want to do differently next time. Um, feedback. So I do a post follow up survey to people that didn't buy 
I know some people will say like, just ask why they didn't buy, but I want more feedback. Like I get feedback about the challenge, what they liked about the challenge, what they didn't like so that I can always be perfecting that challenge to best serve my audience. So I do a full on debrief around, yeah, what worked, what didn't. I break down all my Facebook ads, um, how they converted, how they didn't convert, landing page conversions, opt-in conversions. Like it's, it's quite detailed. And I have an amazing virtual assistant <laughs> who essentially ran my last launch. She's amazing. I hired her last minute and yeah, she basically got in there and done one other launch before mine basically. And I was so surprised at how well she did it. So I have the back end support as well. <laughs> and then we would probably make the whole launch for you easier as well. Totally. Yeah, I can I can basically focus on the writing um, and showing up and doing the lives and serving my people. And then, yeah, she does kind of the back back end technical stuff. But yeah, the, I do a full on debrief. And I think that's so important because I think sometimes if you definitely don't get the results that you wanted, you go in your head and can internalize it, obviously. And then mm-hmm. when you actually debrief, you really see like, holy man, I did an amazing job. Like that launch actually went really well. (laughs) Yeah, Um, usually they do, but you know, you kind of look at your goals instead of looking at the actual numbers. Yeah, and that's, I think the numbers are huge because they, um, when you have those kind of set out and, and clear ideas of what you want those to be, they help you avoid making emotional decisions like closing down a launch when you think things aren't going the way you want them to, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So do you do any kind of like debriefing during the launch or do you just kind of take it all at the end once it's done? Yeah, like I'm always looking throughout the launch. I have targets throughout my launch um, and I'm always kind of looking to see if I'm, I'm hitting those targets. And if I'm not, then I'm thinking, how can I, if I feel like I can pivot and it's not going to cause like too much stress or work or that sort of stuff to really pivot or I flag it and that's something that I'll come back to to go okay this was like something that could have worked better or this is something that you know I could have pivoted on but didn't have the time to do it or or that sort of stuff so I'm always kind of flagging things throughout and I'm also flagging and collecting all the comments and questions that come through my VA does it I don't do it but we collect everything that comes through and then it's put on uh, like a Google Doc and so we yeah. have everything like all the feedback all the questions so we know that what's coming through and then we can use that to build on the next one of like what people are you know asking about that sort of stuff so I do flag things throughout but I do a massive debrief at the end okay cool. yeah you mentioned that you take like a day or two off before you head into the debrief yes why is it that you do that? For me, it's I think it's just like just to kind of slow down, clear my mind and just sort of to step away from it. I think when you're in the thick of it all the time, that if you don't step away and kind of slow down and move away from it, you might miss things like you might not see everything clearly, if that makes sense. So when you yeah. when I come out of a launch, I'm ex- like I'm exhausted, I'm, I'm tired. And so I think that if I started to debrief right away that I wouldn't necessarily um, see things as clearly as I would if I step away. That That's what works for me. So that's kind of why. It's not something that I probably would have done a year ago, but I really find now that just slowing down, stepping away, clearing my mind, doing something totally different brings a lot more clarity for me. So, yeah. I think that's really a great tip to everybody who's doing the launch. Just kind of take at least one day off, just kind of get some energy back. And yeah. Yeah. And it could be like, you could take a week if you wanted. Um, It just, it's what, what works for you. But I just knew that I needed to, I needed a couple days, but not too long that I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You want to do the deep before you still kind of fresh. Remember everything. Yeah. 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 
and celebrate. I think it's huge to go. Like for me, it was like the two days I just took off and I went and celebrated and, and just like, you know, patted myself on the back, Woo-hoo! you know, just to like embrace that you did it. And it was awesome. Yeah. And it worked out and, and yeah, just celebrate. So great. Yeah. Okay. Any last tips that you want to share before we wrap things up? I just think get out there and do it. Just get out there and launch and that it might not go the way that you you want it to go or, you know, there's no real failure as we've talked about. Like it's it's just learning and it's just tweaking and learning, tweaking and learning and, and uh, just get out there and do it. Good, good. Yeah. And where can people find you? On yeah, the- so my business is Creatively Owned. So they can find me on Instagram at Creatively Owned, Facebook at Creatively Owned or my website's creativelyowned.com. So yeah. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes so people can find you and perfect. But thank you for spending some time with me today. Yeah, thank you. It was it was fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.